brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Morgan Freeman, and you are listening to one of the most important podcasts ever made in the history of podcasting, The Pocket Party Podcast, with my good friend, Darren Carter. Mm. Oh yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Time to get that party started all up in your ear holes. Here we go. When you had a bad day, and you want those bad vibes to go away. Whatever it is. The Pocket Party Podcast with the Rock. Pocket Party Podcast in your ear holes. Pocket Party Podcast in your ear holes. Pocket Party Podcast. Oh, if your day needed a booster, then you need to talk to Red Rooster. Mr. Carter about to take you to school. Here we go. Don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, my bill, good idea. No, good. Out. Darren Carter, party starter. Pocket party podcast. In your ear holes. Hurry up. Love you, buddy. Thanks for being on. All right. <laughs> Dude, it's like one in the morning. I hope your neighbors huh? I hope your neighbors are used to this. I got a drum set, man. They've heard worse. <laughs> I don't like their dog. Anything you want to say in closing? Yeah, I don't like their dog. That was my closer. <laughs> Come back, will you? Yeah. We went to my house. Of course I will. Exactly. (laughs) I'm inviting him back and I'm in his home. He's like, get the hell out of here. Let's go get some hash browns. All right, good. Ready for this next gentleman? Uh, Don't sound like you're ready. I'm not going to bring him on unless you're ready. See, it's important that I get you in the right place. He's a young friend of mine, and we call him the party starter. Are you ready for a comedy party? can't hear you one more time. Are you ready for a comedy party? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darren Carter, party starter. Give it up. And 
And we're back. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning into the Pocket Party Podcast. Is it called tuning in or just downloading? I don't know what it is, but if you're hearing this at a stoplight by your neighbor's car with their windows down, blasting it, thank you. This is Pocket Party Podcast. Like that really happens, right? So it's great about podcasts. You don't have to listen to your people at the stoplights music if you don't want to. You just like put your earbuds in or play your own stuff. Yeah. Uh, guys, I want to thank you very much for going to DarrenCarter.com slash donate. Throw on a dollar. I really appreciate it or more, whatever. And I want to thank all our listeners around the world, man. This is pretty exciting. It's pretty, pretty exciting when I look at the analytics and I'm like, wow, there's like listeners down there and over there and you know, or I'll just give you like a little example as I go right here. Analytics, where are you? There we are. United States coming in at number one. Number two, Canada. Three, Australia. Four, United Kingdom, France, Germany, Netherlands. Those are the top seven countries. Where are you listening from? Let me know. Send me a message. Uh, send me a message. Go to pocketpartypodcast at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, official Darren Carter. I get those messages. Uh, here's the top states in America. California, Texas, Florida, Washington, Indiana, New York, Nevada, Nevada. That's pretty cool. Got a new review. By the way, you know, the best way to get the podcast out there, free advertisement for me, and uh, to keep this thing going is tell a friend, spread the word. Um, if you if you know somebody has an Apple phone or iPhone, say, let me check out your podcast. And then go to, on their phone, you'll see that little purple podcast app. Just scroll down, Darren Carter, Pocket Party, hit subscribe, tap those five stars. And if you got like more than a minute, give it a review. <clears throat> I read all the reviews. Uh, so far, so good. We have 70 customer reviews. Big shout out right now to Jack Attack 92 who just left a review on April 11th. He writes, Darren Carter's approach to comedy is something not seen to most. A very creative aspect to comedy. Thank you, Jack Attack 92. I appreciate that. And I'll be doing shout outs to all the people that retweeted the link. On Twitter, I go, hey, guys, help spread the word for the Pocket Party podcast. Retweet the link, and I'll be giving a shout-out to those people. I said the first 15 people, and we did it, and uh, it'll be coming up later in the podcast. What I want to say right now is I want to thank you guys for listening. Our guest today, this proves it's never too late. You know, they say it is too late sometimes, but reality, life is, if you're alive and you're kicking, it's never too late to do something, Okay. The reason I go to that boxing gym three times a week is I hear some, I hear like these down low, like motivational speeches. They don't even know I'm listening. They don't even know that they're doing a speech, but I hear these guys, like today I heard a guy, I heard a coach just talking. He was talking to his, his fighter and, and anybody who would listen. And he was like, you know, he's hitting him with a little bit of the cliches, but there's a reason that these things are cliches because they work. He's like, look, man, boxing, the whole game of boxing. He's like, it's not checkers, it's chess. You got to be good at the offense and the defense. You just can't think, how hard can I punch, but how can you avoid those punches? And that's how it is in life, okay? He goes, when you look at a puzzle, if you just stare at one piece and get really good at that one piece, part of that, you know, you got to look at the whole picture to solve the puzzle. You got to give it your all, man. In this career, you have to give it your all. Work hard. Be obsessed. Be optimistic. Work on it. And work, you know. 
And he was just saying, like, he's like, when you go to war, you got to know that your gun, that your gun is going to work, that you've cleaned that gun, you've dismantled that gun, you know that gun inside and out, and you have to have faith in that gun. And your mind is the gun, your mind. You just can't go there, punch, 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 punch. You have to think, if I do this, he'll do that, and if they do that, I do this. And you got to believe in yourself and practice, practice, practice. And he was just going off, man, and it was amazing to hear this. I, um, In fact, I jumped rope a little bit closer to them so I could listen. Because when he said that it's, it's part of life, and he goes, because you don't want to be... 37 38 39 years old and you're out of the game and you're like what it's already over i'm off the game it's over i'm out of it and then they got a little bit serious because one boxer who i looked up later is uh 31 he was like he's like um he's like how old is too old and he was like well he goes it, he goes if you're an exciting fighter if you're an exciting like pacquiao people will come they'll they'll keep paying you as long as you're exciting people will pay you he goes, but when they realize they can't make any more money off you, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. And you're left standing on the shore like, what the fudge happened? And when he said that, got quiet, and the bell went ding, ding, ding. And then it started making noise, and people started talking again. But he <sighs> made me think about that. As long as you're making money for them, They'll be in your corner. People want to do business with you. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm translating to this in the stand-up world, or as a you know entertainer. But when they realize like no one can make money off you, the ship has sailed. You're standing on the shore. There you are. You know. Um, now what I'm about to say right now goes against that. It's like that's why you have to. Is an, I'm talking to myself right now, basically, and I want to thank you guys for listening. Keep reinventing yourself. Keep moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Don't just be that white guy that did BET. That's right, guys. Hi. You know, I used to go out there and crush. I do Bill Clinton. Big big ups to my boo, Hillary. That's my baby's mama. Hillary's got my back and Monica's got my front. It would crush. I get standing ovations back then, right? Then I'd slip into the Snoop Dogg. Wow, wow, it was cracking. It's a deagle. And it's great to do that, you know? But you, as a comic, you have to keep reinventing yourself. Okay, now, you know. I'm a family man, and I talk about that. I talk about what's going on in my life. I put the podcast out. It, it, we're coming up on a year. It'll be a year May 1st. I believe this is the 54th episode, I want to say. I think it's 54. Yeah, number 54. Um, so I, I got a question for you guys, too. I want to put out like some best ofs for the new people, you know, and maybe you didn't listen to every episode. Can you guys send me some? I, the best response is by people that actually listen, so please let me know. I love your input. What episodes you like? What parts of the episode you like? Because I want to piece that together, make the make like a best of, you know. And also, I'm thinking about maybe you know occasionally putting out two podcasts a week. You know, maybe doing like a solo podcast, call it Party of One, where I just talk. It's just me and you guys, just me and you. Um, and that might be shorter. That might be 15 minutes. It might be 20 minutes. It might be who knows how long. But you know what I mean. It might go longer. It might go shorter. But I want it to be. The regular podcast, Pocket Party Podcast, and then like I do like an extra bonus episode and call it like Party of One. Um, I'm thinking these are two things I want to do. So if you can message me, let me know like, hey, I like that episode with you know Josh Robert Thompson episode, blah, blah, blah. And when you guys did the, whatever the thing is, you know what I mean? And just something that struck a nerve with you, something that you keep going back to, something that you like. Uh, please let me know. Um, and if you want, let's say you get a little, let's say, <laughs> Hit that donate button. I'm just going to make my whole website a donate button. <laughs> People are going to log into DarrenCarter.com 
and it's just going to be one giant red button, and they're going to go, what's this? They click, and all of a sudden, I just got a dollar. But I mean, this does take a lot of time, even though it's a it's passionate, and I love doing it, but I'm saying, like, if you guys want to throw me a little something, just think of it as, like, hey, I saw Darren, I bought him dinner, I bought him a drink, I bought him, you know what I mean? Just look at it like that. And you don't have to. I'm just saying, if you want to, that's all. Um, like I said, I'll be doing shout-outs later, because I really, really do appreciate it. And I'm going to give your Twitter shout-out handles, so get ready for that. And uh, if you guys... Um, anyways, let's get into it. It's like I said, um, our guest today is awesome. 40, almost 40 years old. He just, it just kept sticking in his mind. Like I haven't done, I'm not done wrestling. I haven't done this. I haven't, you know, I'm not done. I want to do it again. And he did it, man. He went back and it's exciting to hear this. It's entertaining as hell because it's sort of like an Al Bundy type of thing, you know, where Al Bundy's like, Peg, I want to go back and play football. And that's what Brian Swinehart is. He's a guy who's he's pursued many, many things. And it's so cool that he actually put his mind to this. I saw him train. I trained with him sometimes. And not wrestling, but boxing <clears throat> at the boxing gym. And it's so cool that he did it, man. And he shot a documentary when he's back there. And you guys can check it out soon. By the way, my YouTube channel, I did a video with him. And I put pieces of the wrestling in the video so you can see my YouTube channel. And that's just Darren Carter. And I'm upping up my video game too. So besides the Pocket Party Podcast, go to youtube.com slash Darren Carter and you will see my YouTube videos. I'm doing interviews, stand-up clips. You'll see the whole nine. Anyways, let's get into the podcast. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's start that party in your ear holes. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pocket Party. And we're back. Hey, everybody. I got my guest here, Brian Swinehart. Hey, hey. Dude, this guy is 40 years old. 39. 
39 years Almost old. 40. A couple been, months. It's been 20 years since high school. Yeah. Yeah. You know what this guy did? He's like, I, I want to be like Al Bundy and relive my high school years. He actually went back to his hometown, home state of Ohio, and tell him what you did. I went back after 20 years and I did a wrestling tournament. I haven't wrestled in 20 years, more than 20 years, actually. Uh, my last match was either in 1998 or maybe 99. I can't really remember. I haven't wrestled a match since my dad died. I know that much. My dad died June 10, 10th, 1999. Uh, so I never wrestled again after that. Um, and uh, so I went back and uh, I did a tournament. And the tournament was age 18 and up. So some of the dudes in my weight, cl- weight class weren't even born when I retired. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> you, you're they're like old school moves. You're like old school moves. Those are the moves I learned when I was your age. I, well, that was tough, dude. That was tough because sports evolve in a sport like wrestling. There's always kind of new <laughs> techniques. Yeah. And I was learning all kinds of new stuff when I wow. went to went to train with my coach and when I went to work out with the uh, high school team uh, close by. I was learning all kinds of new uh, new. That'd tricks. be hilarious. Like if you do like the dances of the time, like after you win, oh. like you start like doing the cabbage patch and the moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roger Rabbit. Yeah, well, if, if I had if I had the experience of winning the match, I could have done those. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Don't tell them what happened. Oh yet. shoot! Okay, sorry. That's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, so you being an old, I think of you as well. You are younger than me, but I, was, I think of you as younger. You know, because you're athletic, you got the young spirit, you're a stand-up comic. So we're always thinking of like we're very, I'd say, current and of the day. We're not like set in our ways and like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like not that you have to be a comic to be like that, but you know what I mean. You got well, your your experience. And, and I tell you, I yeah. too, I, uh, my conditioning was actually not bad because, um, you know, in my matches, uh, I wasn't really that tired. Like, because when I go and train at the high school and stuff, man, I, I still can. My conditioning is is still further along than than most of the kids. Like now, granted, a lot of these kids are lazy bastards. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're growing up on video games. And, they're video games yeah. and Cheetos. It's just uh, you know, and 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 now, honestly, the cell phones hurt them a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, because they're constantly looking at that, and uh, you figure. When but we, their neck muscles are strong because they're always looking down. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's actually that's actually for a wrestler is a problem because if your oh. opponent's looking down, you snap their neck and you put them into a front headlock. Damn. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, you snap them down and you grab their and their necks naturally go that way anyway. Yeah, so they. So I was reading this that. thing about jujitsu and they said that it's uh, that actually well they said the one thing that's good not real nothing's good about looking at your cell phone when you're going through like a. Because you're leaving yourself very vulnerable. But they said when a person's looking down, it is harder to, to come up from behind and choke them. But I don't think it's that hard. If they're, like, well, distracted looking at their Instagram or something. I mean, yeah. If, I mean, well, yeah, that's harder to choke because they're blocking their neck. But Why don't still. we try? I have a camera. <laughs> All right, let's go find somebody and choke them out. All right, we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, come here. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, see, but then you're giving them a heads up. Yeah, that's right. Get it heads up. That's yeah. where that comes from. Yeah, heads up. It, yeah. Means, it means your head's going up from the phone. I once had it. I just made that up. I have no idea. There was this guy in our um, in our town uh, and uh, he was uh, MMA. Were you from New York City? Yeah. <laughs> and our, well, and he was uh, well, he was like a tough guy, and they he choked me out for five bucks. The kids paid me five bucks, and he choked me out. And recently, when, no, when I was in kid, when I was in high school, and oh. uh, or maybe you know, and I and I, I kind of had like a seizure. Damn. And I was biting my tongue, but uh, I got five bucks, and that was good money back then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Damn, five bucks. Um, 
I was going to ask you, uh, were, were any of the fathers in the audience that there to support their sons and you're actually older than their dads? Well, okay, the guy I met wrestling my last match, his dad came up. Now, his dad was older than me, but his dad was there watching. Um, that kid was, I think, 22. Mm. He graduated high school in 2015. Oh, okay. Damn. So, yeah, uh, and uh, was a state qualifier in 2015. So that's the other tough thing about the tournament is that these guys who go and wrestle these tournaments in the off season are, are pretty athletic. Like, they're very serious about wrestling. You know, they're not some, like the kids at, in high school that suck, they suck because they don't go and wrestle in the off season. Uh, oh, that was me. Yeah, right, dude. So, I wouldn't even. You know, did I ever tell you about my my wrestling story? I don't know if I ever did. I was I, I was I was an eighth grade wrestler, and uh, and then I wrestled in ninth grade. But then they they discontinued the program because there weren't enough people. Kept dropping oh, off. Oh, that sucks. And so I think we were down to like five or six wrestlers. Oh, yeah, and it was like bummer. But I think I wrestled. I don't know if this is a weight class. I want to say like 105 pounds. Yeah, that probably would be. There's 103. Uh, now, but 105 was probably when you were in school. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was 105 and had to cut weight. I don't know. <laughs> but I do remember. What was the? What's the one below that? 97 pounds. Oh well, now there's not one below it. 103, oh. 103 is the lightest. But back then, maybe there was. Because I remember this guy named Harold Jones. He was able to like uh, pick me up and I think almost body slam me, and he weighed 97 pounds and I weighed 105. Wow. I know, and I was like, this is. And I remember that because I remember thinking like, God, I just got. That was his phrase back then. I just got body slammed by a 97-pound weakling, but he wasn't weak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, if he's picking people up. It was, was fun. Just, I love wrestling. I love yeah. the training. I loved it. I really did because, like, they were like, this is the hardest thing you'll do all day. And I was like, it was really, it was tough, right? Fireman's carry. Oh, and yeah. The sprints and the runs and the suicides and all that stuff. You know, it, it, it has you feeling alive. Like, when I, was, when I was training, I went over to Santa Monica High School to work out a lot. They have a mat between 6 and 8 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursday. And, uh... The one day I said, man, I'm feeling alive again. It's amazing that we go through our lives as adults, right? And we're just kind of day by day BS. And uh, you kind of, you're living, but you're not alive. But when I was wrestling and training in these last six months, when I put it in my mind to do this tournament and start getting ready for it, I've been alive. Like I have something to go for. And it's so great to have something to go for that has nothing to do with with the business you're in, has nothing to do with anything else than your own personal vision, goal, something to do that and there's no and there's nothing really for me to gain by going to do this tournament other than personal victory, right? Right. I'm not gonna make a damn dime on it. It costs me more to fly out to Ohio and do the tournament and and uh, all that stuff. And if you lose, you're not getting you're not gonna even get a five bucks in the seizure. Yeah, exactly. I don't even get the five dollars <laughs> for being choked out. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah. So there was no you know other than a personal uh, you know your own personal thing. Let me ask you about that. Yeah. Do, you, do um. Were there people in your lives that were like, I'm sure, supportive, and then some people that were like, "What are you doing, man? You're crazy. What are you doing?" Yeah, really. Uh, both yeah. Of them. Well, see, I wanted to do a tournament nine years ago. Uh, when I was 30, I was looking on the internet. Now, granted, I was smoking weed and eating pizza at the time, and Adam Hunter was at my place, and he goes, "Man, you're gonna get hurt. You do a tournament, you're gonna wrestle all Americans. They're gonna, you're gonna get hurt. You're out of shape." And Adam Hunter is a high school. He's a comic and a writer and, and actor and a, perf- and a coach producer and, a, and, re- and mainly a wrestling coach. Right? He well, coaches yeah, high school junior, kids. Junior high. He's a good coach too. Yeah, he's a good I coach. watch his videos and he's, he's a like, good coach. So he kind of, but what he said made logical sense, right? Okay, here I am. I have been out of shape for all this time. Yeah. 
But then again, you got to look at things like, but now I'm like, damn, I could have done it. If I could do it at 39, I could have done it at 30. So sometimes people have your best interest in, in mind. Oh, he was saying that now. He wasn't saying it when you were 30. No, when I was 30, he, he, he said it. And, that, and now that you're basically 40. And now I'm 30, he's still saying it. But I was like, I could have done it back at 30. Oh. But now that I did it at 39, this whole story was bigger. And I, um, you know, I don't know... Um, uh, you know, but uh, my, you know, I've done it now that's 20 years and, you know, luckily too, I had uh, my friend Ishmael came in, uh, in videotaped, uh, documentary, uh, the, the tournament, which that's is pretty awesome. cool. And, um, and it's, and I think it's going to be one of the best things I've ever done randomly enough. Like that's awesome. Yeah. So it started out and then all of a sudden you're like, maybe we should film this. Yeah. Well, he came with me to Brea and we filmed a comedy show and he's like, man, I think there's a documentary here in this cop because he, you know, it's very, comedy is very interesting, uh, world, especially like, do we forget sometimes how interesting of a life we have doing this? And then when somebody comes with a fresh eye, outside eye, creative person, and they see it, they're like, oh man, this can be. And then I said, dude, we, you want to come out and film my wrestling tournament? I really want somebody to film it. And, uh, you know, so I flew him out to Ohio and, uh, he was getting all kinds of stuff, man. And not only the wrestling, but kind of my personal life with my mom a little bit mm. and my, our house and cleaning my room and all this stuff. So What's that mean cleaning your room? What's the big, you're really big on cleaning your room. Well, okay. So what happened is that when I was in high school, my goal in life was to go into the state wrestling tournament. Every breath I had was all about going to the state wrestling tournament. Well, I trained like crazy, and my coach, he came over to my house, and my mom is, she won't throw things away. She's a, she's not a huge hoarder like you would see on TV, but she has a problem throwing things out. So our house was always a mess. Well, my coach came over, and he saw our house was a mess, and in particular, he saw my room was a mess. So he told me, uh, he told me I had to clean my room. I was like, come on, that's ridiculous, coach. What's that have to do with wrestling? And basically, he he wouldn't let me come to wrestling. <laughs> he he, he kind of like would block me from some of the practices till I cleaned my room. Well, he was... Um, he was a coach, but he wasn't my high school coach. He was just a coach that he he had a wrestling mat in his garage, and he lived three and a half miles from me. So I would run to his house in the morning, practice, go home, go to school. And uh, anyways, he went. He got a big job at the time where he was actually working with the Gracies. This was just at the start of MMA. So the Gracies, you know, are famous uh, jiu-jitsu MMA fighters. So he was work. He went to Miami, and he's working with them. Then. I go and I wrestled the tournament and I called the coach after my match. I had to wrestle a guy who had pinned me five times. The winner gets to go to state between me and this guy. I'm 0 for 5 against him. He'd pinned me every single match. And I called my coach after the match and I remember I was crying and I said, Coach, I'm going to state. I cleaned my room. And now coach, he tells that story to all of his kids. He tells this story so much that the kids have it memorized. And that's part of his thing is that your mind has to be clear. You 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 can't have clutter. Every aspect of your life has to be perfect for you to wrestle a perfect match. Um, and uh, to make it to that high of a level on that day, you have to be perfect. And um, so when I went back home, uh, that kind of became like a theme of our documentary because Coach, he's naturally always telling that story. And in my mom's room. So I went back home. And my room, my mom had 
so many boxes, so much stuff, so much clutter that in my room, which, you know, uh, I haven't lived in forever, but I sleep when I come visit, there was only like a path to the bed. So everything else was all cluttered up. So I was like, fuck this. And I started um, uh, cleaning out. Basically, my mom won't let me throw things away. So I got to like organize the stuff in the closet and all this. But before the, by the time the match came around, I had my room like nice and clean and perfectly clean and uh, everything wow. like that. And that took me like freaking three, four days. You know, um, maybe your maybe your mom's afraid if she cleans the room, she'll start wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she would. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. So you lost five times against that guy. Then you cleaned your room, and then did you were you able to go to state? Yeah, I beat Dang, him. Really? Yeah, I beat him in the in the match. So it's, in a way, it's like it's almost like a a, a sports superstition with you. Yeah. So that yeah you was know? just that. I would imagine. Yeah. And, you know what i had to i don't know man that was just a great it puts day. you in the right mind spot you're like you know what mindset exactly I love that now when i gosh i'm trying to remember the rules now i'm going way back to eighth grade when i wrestled eighth uh -huh. grade so it, it might even have been different for high school but i want to say that that we had three rounds i think it was uh -huh. three rounds and there were two minutes each that probably I be think, right. or one minute each i don't even remember i just yeah. don't i remember the first round you guys would both be standing up yeah and then it's like you gotta try to take the person down, and then yeah. the goal was to get both their shoulder blades on the mat on the mat for three seconds. Yeah. Is what I remember. It could have uh -huh. been wrong. That was California. Okay. And uh, not that they had different rules, but I I do remember going to the library back then, and a lot of the good wrestlers were from Ohio, Oklahoma, yeah. Nebraska, like the Midwest. They weren't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's that is true because um, now where I live, we have a lot of barns and we have a lot of garages, and in in just my little three mile area there was a garage there was a garage with uh where coach d hart who i'm always talking about clean my room guy coach d hart had his garage he had mats in his garage kids always going over there i had a, uh, my other kind of neighbors down the road they had wrestling mats in their in their barn and for a brief moment uh my senior year we had a wrestling mat literally in the living room of our house. Wow! And my buddies would come over in the living room, and we would and we would wrestle and drill and work it out. Like, See, you know, California is different. A lot of in our neighborhood, we had a lot of vans with mattresses in them. <laughs> But I don't know about drilling. Well, and yeah, you see, you practicing. got, you got. We didn't want to go in those. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> in California, you have options too, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. sunny all year round, yeah. so kids could play baseball year round. They can go surfing. They can go skateboarding. We didn't have that, and you know. Here's a tip for you guys listening. I uh, I used to I started playing like a lot of pool and billiards, and uh, you know, like about twenty twenty five years ago. And a friend of mine goes, never never bet. Anybody when you're playing pool from the East Coast because it's it snows like eight months out of the year and it's and it's all they do is get better and better at like indoor oh. sports like billiards and pool. That makes sense. You know, I would just play like every now and then. Yeah, know, like, yeah. Like, with the weather like this, why go inside and right. do something? But out there, yeah, man, it's cold. It's right now, by the way, we're on our way to a gig. We're, we've pulled over. We're parked. We're behind a building. We're we're parked in the shade. We're on our way to a casino, San Manuel Gaming Casino, and the yeah. view that we're looking, we're about. I don't know, maybe uh, maybe 500 feet above sea level, and we're at a plaza, and we're overlooking palm trees and just yeah. the, the San Gabriel Valley. It's, it's beautiful amazing. out there. And snow-capped mountains to the left. Yeah, it's awesome. 
and I double parked behind this building so nobody would park next to us and try to do a podcast. Yeah, we didn't want, want to be the only podcasters at this uh, mall here. <laughs> yeah, we parked in. The, it's what's weird is uh, it's so windy yesterday, but then it's still kind of hot. The Santa Ana winds. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the, our wrestling rules was standing up and you got to try to take right. the person down yeah. like double leg or single uh-huh. leg, and then I remember the next round was one person would be on their like hands and knees, and well, then the other person. Yeah, would, would I think usually there's a yeah. coin flip? Oh, a coin flip. Okay, yeah. And then it, if yeah. you're red and they're green and it lands on red, you get to choose top, bottom, neutral, defer. So top is you're on top of them, bottom you're below them, neutral you're both standing up or defer. You let them pick, and then in the third period you pick top, bottom, neutral or def- or top or bottom or neutral. What did you What did you used to prefer? I always like to be on neutral. I always like to be on my feet. I don't did not like to be. Uh, when you're on top of the guy, your chances of scoring are less. You got to get him on his back. Mm. I don't like being on bottom. You have more kind of scoring options. A lot of people pick bottom to get away, but I always like being on my feet and being on neutral. So that's when you're at that next those other levels. At the beginning level, it's like it's tough, right? Because first of all, I didn't want to be neutral because I feel like we're gonna bang heads and clash heads when we're both trying to do the double takedown at the same yeah. time. Does that happen a lot or not really? Oh, dude. Um, I had a big knot on my head. Uh, I was using my head in my second match, like literally physically trying to uh, position. Yeah. And I felt that he didn't like that, so I was even coming in harder. You, you know, when you get older, you got less fears, dude. Like You're like, fuck, I already got knots and shit all over. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, got, you know, so you're like, I, I don't know if I would have, you know, like you, you just want to and just butt head, and I was – Working with this one guy, this big heavy guy, and, um, and he taught me to really fucking use your head. Oh, I'm sorry, cussing, but he he taught me to really use your your head to control them. Mm. And then so uh, we were we were in there butting a lot. I had a huge knot the the day after on my on the side mm. of my head. Yeah. What about what about this move? Whenever I was on bottom, you're on your you know like the, like for use uh, for you guys that aren't used to this. Basically, like if you're about to crawl, like you're about yeah. to crawl away from someone. Yeah. Like and they got to put their they have to they have to, you know, wrap the right arm around you, uh-huh. and then their left arm would what touch your wrist or your yeah, elbow? Yeah, they have Nelson. So they would put a they would put their probably right arm over behind your back. No, no, we're saying like the beginning. We're being, you know, the very beginning. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They put their right arm around your if they're right-handed. They put their right arm on your stomach. Kind of like a half hug, and then their yeah, and then yeah. their left arm would be on your elbow. Yeah, your elbow, and then their goal is to like break your elbow. Or bend your elbow and then yeah. Pre- so my, my one hurts. of my favorite moves was uh and it it, don't, and it never worked but, but I don't know why it was my favorite move <laughs> when I'm on the bottom position would would to be to grab their arm that's on my stomach and then roll over so now they're on their back it probably worked in practice but not in the real fights well yeah you could, there is a move like that but you got it really hang on tight and really you gotta, tuck it yeah you got to tuck and then you got to th- hit them with an elbow as you're rolling over yeah see no one told me that shit yeah <laughs> I mean, it's seventh grade, grade. Eighth grade Dude, our, our wrestling coach it was also my uh you know ge- geography teacher so yeah. it wasn't, he wasn't like a full-time you know oh, yeah, i understand he was yeah i remember he was the same teacher that was like okay guys what we're gonna do now is and this is a classroom this is even the re- yeah, this is even yeah. the wrestling room he's like we're go- you're right. Now that I look back, did this guy even have any skills? I don't know. He was like, we're going to have the girls and the boys all sitting next to each other because the divorce rate is so high. It's because we're all clustered with each other. and We don't really get to know the opposite sex. So- he said that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is cool. I get, awesome. to, sit next- I get to, n- to sit next to all these hot chicks. This yeah. is back in the early 80s. 
And then probably I was looking back, he probably just went through like a separation or a divorce. All right. <laughs> and Poor like, bastard. I know, I know. And then I remember like, you know that thing where, where you do the weights? I don't know what, what this is called, like butterflies where you have the dumbbells and you go like this? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is. Is that called dumb, like the butterfly? Or? Yeah, the butterfly. He used to call those Incredible Hulks. Oh, that Which makes, makes sense. sense, but it's like he probably just made this shit up himself. Yeah. These are called Incredible Hulks. Roar. <laughs> Roar. Now, in ninth grade, we had a real wrestling coach, but then the, everyone quit. And, you know, yeah, he's probably he was tough. Cool. Huh? His name was Coach Love. I love that guy, man. He was a big black guy. He was like... You know, he was the guy that told us all this stuff. Like, this will be the hardest thing you've done all day. And, yeah. You know, and it was awesome. I love That's that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then wrestling, they should keep in all the schools, man. It's a, it's very inexpensive sport to 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 have. It don't cost the school anything, you know. And uh, it, it's great. It teaches discipline. And uh, how many rounds? Did, first of all, how, when you fought? Um, oh, actually, I remember when I went to a tournament, and uh, I remember like I. I beat the the first wrestling you know person I uh, yeah the first match I won oh that's great I know and then and then I and I, <laughs> I I was so stupid because I just, it was pure joy that came out of me and I was like you're the first person I've ever beat you're the first person I've ever beat <laughs> like, like he felt terrible I know and I was so happy but I was I should not have said that I'm sorry if you're listening out there uh, <laughs> but uh, but I was so excited no, he's I, not, he's killed himself by now I never won I mean uh, I never beat anybody in a tournament that was the first guy I ever beat in a tournament you know and I was like bam yeah. so then I got to go on and on but yeah of course I lost but still so when you did this tournament how many people did you did you get to wrestle so my tournament went like this um the first match it's been 20 years i got scooby there he's my buddy you know uh, and uh scooby's in my corner scooby's a friend of mine he's got down syndrome he grew up in my hometown and uh, so he's there and he's getting me ready and, and, and you have a catchphrase in your comedy where you uh, your last name is swinehart swinehart so a lot of your instagram videos where they can find you is uh brian swinehart but i always say swine time yeah so okay here's another thing so before the tournament i'm working out with my coach and he's teaching a lot of these elementary junior high kids so i bring in my swine time shirts and i give all the wrestlers a swine time shirt so at the meet there's several kids in swine time shirts Meanwhile, the guy running the tournament is a kid I used to wrestle with back in the day, and he went on to Indiana University and became a wrestler there, and he runs the tournament. So he's making a big announcement, making his comeback in 20 years. Making his comeback in 20 or years. After 20 years, I after guess. After 20 be. years. He's, he's like, 40, but says he's 39. <laughs> no. I'm 39, August 13th, I'm 40, damn it. I don't want to say it too soon. He's trained by cleaning his mom's room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's like. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, so. Uh, he would have been here nine years ago, but he used to. He just couldn't put the pizza and marijuana pipe down. Exactly, he did. He would have been here nine years ago so so then um uh and and it'd been so long since i had a match i kind of w was confused to how they were running the thing and all this and then they keep saying brian and swine are to match seven i'm like oh shit so i run over i i, I take off my sweat my people are like why is that kid's dad out there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what's funny enough there were a couple dads that were uh you know i obviously i could have been yeah so <laughs> So I, I get my, uh, I take off my shirt. I take off my shorts, right, to wrestle. I'm the guy that my, and I look at my opponent and he's pacing around in the, on the mat already. And, um, I'm like, shit, dude, he's got a black beard, tattoos. <laughs> I mean, if this were, if this were a movie, he's perfectly cast, right? Yeah. 
he's like he's got that tough look of man you don't want to go up against this dude and uh then i get into and what what weight were you at what weight 165 class? 165 and what were you like eight months ago or whatever 178 okay so I, I I cut down some weight, but usually I'm at well, I usually weigh about 175. Um, so then, um, uh, those guys lean, mean, tattoos, right of the rock. Yeah, he's about he, 24, 25. Yeah, and he mm. and he probably cut a little weight too. I mean, I imagine he's probably about the same, probably 175 natural. Yeah. And uh, so he, um, uh, so I get on the mat. I remember telling someone because you told me this to me yeah. on the phone. I remember telling somebody this. Yeah. And they were like, "What's he afraid?" He's not going to kill him. It's a legal game with a referee. I'm like, dude, you're saying that now because from the safety of your phone, like in North Hollywood, yeah. if you're there on the okay. tournament and all this, the children are there. Everyone, I mean, it's dude, the adrenaline. The right? adrenaline, and you, and 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 now, so to put yourself in this dude's shoes. The pl- the the mat I'm on is packed with people sitting around it too. And they're going for you. That the, the whole place is going for me, right? Twenty years, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The big comeback story. Yeah, big comeback story. And this guy's like a beast. He's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah. Right? He's not gonna. He's. I don't like. It. I don't believe in happy endings. Yeah, <laughs> he did not, man. He did not. And, uh, <laughs> and so, I, how long does this match have to go? Four minutes. Four, it's a four minute. So, so the you rules and I on some, this are different. So, so you and I, okay, you and I sometimes will train at the boxing gym, and those rounds are three, three. minutes, and I know what that feels like when I'm hitting I mean this isn't I'm not wrestling anybody but I'm like you know I'm, I've jumped rope and so your heart rate's up and you're out of yeah. breath a little bit then you start hitting that that punching bag you know I start yeah. hitting the heavy bag yeah. and as I'm hitting the heavy bag I'm like sometimes they'll say like go for it just do a lot of quick jabs pop 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 move around the bag pop 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 keep and they have this one exercise where they just want you to like just punch where you're just like tapping like tap 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 yeah. tap and I'll look up and it's the, the three minutes and I'll look up and I'm like damn it's been I, it's been a minute and ten seconds and uh-huh. I'm like and I still have to fulfill the three minutes, so I can. So your minute, your this round that you're doing is four minutes. So it's long. yeah, it's just a one four minute match. Instead, usually it's like you said, it's three two minute periods. But this was a uh, kind of a tournament where it's just one four minute four minute uh, round, and uh, so I get on the mat and uh, and you see my goal had been just to get to the match right to get myself in good enough shape to be able to wrestle again. And I get on the mat. And <laughs> that I, sounds hilarious. Did you train for the marathon? My goal was to get to the starting line. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Well, yeah. that's kind of what it was. Yeah. And and because uh, there's a lot of mental going into this, right? Uh, mindset type of shit. And I get on the mat, and I kind of got emotional, which was not good, which I was afraid of. Like, damn, I'm here, blah, blah. Yeah. And, w- and when I yeah and I'm feeling surreal dude it's like <laughs> it's been 20 years since I've been here I haven't wrestled 20 years and now you know, I've had to overcome a lot I had to overcome uh, a lot of boxes in my mom's room <laughs> I had to overcome my my marijuana love, <laughs> I'd overcome my pizza love. My my love for Domino's and Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm back. So you feeling very emotional? Sorry, yeah, good man. It's like boom, and then and and we go and and, and you got to put those bracelets on your knee on your ankle that tell you if you're red color red or green. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so they have these little, so the ref can give points out. One guy's red and one guy's green. So you put this little anklet thing on. It's mm-hmm. red and one's green. So put that on, man. I'm nervous, dude. And uh, and I. What are you wearing? Are you wearing like a wrestling singlet? I got a singlet. I, my friend, my my friend, uh, he's Spatola. 
he he's got his own singlets. Whoa, so, Spatola! Yeah, so, so, was it that same character no, from? Uh, no, it's close though. Yeah. That's uh, uh, um, yeah from that. That was Sean. Yeah, yeah, Sean Penn uh, in the movie. Uh, not what do you call it? Confused. It was um, no. Where does it come on? Everyone knows that movie. What's I know. It called? I'm not uh, good at movie titles. I got asked too quick. Sp- I'll remember. Spatoli. Yeah, Spicoli. Spicoli. That was um, Fast Times at Ridgemont yes, High. Yes, you got it. You're, you're so, faster than Google. So go. um, uh, he's like, whoa. So yeah. You, so you put on the sing. You got. So the I singlet? got my singlet on, dude. I got my singlet on, and uh, you know that was uncomfortable. Uh, put putting that shit back on, and then um, <laughs> we shake hands. You know, you got to shake hands. Yeah. And. Right away, he ties. What'd you notice when you shook his hand? Was he trying to be tough or just regular? Or? It was regular. It was strong. I mean, I knew he had a good grip, but it wasn't. It wasn't like he I'm wasn't. To, a, he it, wasn't a dick. It wasn't no. like I'm going to show you something. No. It was just like it was just like we're going to go. Yeah, it's just like. Sport. So then, what do they say? So you're out there. The kids are all around the mat. Swine time. Swine time. Yeah. Their shirts on. They <laughs> got shirts and, on. Ref blows a whistle. So, so he's like, do they give you like a speech? Like, all right, guys, let's keep it clean. Let's keep it fair. Let's no, they just no, go. You know to do that. So they're just going. Okay, guys, ready? Yeah. Yeah. He just blows the whistle. Shake hands. Shake hands. Yeah. Ref blows the whistle. Right away, the guy kind of we tie up. We're kind of going at it, you know. And I'm trying to. I'm basically trying to keep him kind of at a distance for now. Mm-hmm. And then he he gets in on my leg, and he takes me down. And the rules of this were a little different. So if you go out of bounds, they stand you back up. Mm. Well, I don't like people on top of me, so I literally crawled out of bounds. And I look at like a bitch, like a bitch, like a bitch, like a bitch, dude. I crawled out of bounds like a bitch. I crawled out of bounds like a bitch. I was like, "Fuck it, dude." Crying time. Yeah, I was like, "Crying time," right? And I look. So you, so you, so you crawl out of bounds. So I crawl out of bounds, and I look at the time, and we'd been wrestling for twenty-three seconds. Damn. Now, how'd you and, feel though, dude? I'm gonna tell you. I ran the marathon. I ran two LA marathons. Yeah. That. 30 seconds, 27 seconds, or th- 23 seconds. 23, you said. Sec- 23 seconds was worse than the marathons. Really? Because it's just the adrenaline. The, the adrenaline. I'm already out of breath and I'm thinking, dang, man, it's only been fucking 23 seconds, you know? So then we get back in and now my, my coach is like, man, you can't let him dominate. You can't let him push you like that. You know, like you got to get after it. And then I made, and then I did the one thing I didn't want to do the whole tournament. Was I sh- made Eat on yourself? <laughs> well, I did that no. before the match. No, but I, no, but I I shot in on him right in the middle of the mat, and it was a bad shot, and he just kind of took me down from there. Oh. I fought a little bit longer, but Why I got because usually you would try to shoot them down like toward the edge so you could crawl out of bounds in case stuff got ugly. Yeah, and 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 just a bad shot that I had. But yeah, you want to sh- you want to shoot closer to you don't want I didn't want to do that right in the middle where I had no way to uh, to get away if something went wrong. And uh, so I did everything on that match I didn't want to do. I got pinned. I was all depressed. And how long did the whole match last, that first round? Maybe a minute. I think yeah. a minute. I think a minute, you know, maybe 58 seconds. Are you thinking? But, <laughs> but, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fuzzy math going on in here. I know, dude. It, well, I, it was well, probably a minute. I, it, the, the whole match was probably a minute because yeah. it was about the same. I mean, it took The first bit was about 23 seconds, and the next bit was a little longer. So about a minute, dude, and it really sucked, and uh, I was all bummed out. And then my coach comes over, man. Yeah, he wrestled in twenty years, which is you know, blah blah. And like you know, he kind of gave me a good pep yeah. talk. And uh, you know, you did what you. Why would you shoot that shot? You know, when you shoot that in the practice, because usually I shoot single legs, not double legs. And um, so then I was kind of bummed out, 
and uh, then I got my my. How much time? How much time went down from that match to your next one? Like like ten minutes, an hour? No, then I had like about an hour break before my next match. And so you're just like in your head, or you're like, fudge, man. Well, like, yeah, I'm just like bummed out that that happened. I felt like I let everybody down, but I mean, I don't think anybody really expected mm. me i don't know i just did that, after you, after did that guy say anything to you after he beat you like no good luck uh, man that was all right or what no they, i did, i mean we did i did talk to him for a minute and, and uh just hey man nice match that just nab but nothing i would like, have been like hey man you know we're shooting this documentary can we do a retake on that buddy <laughs> i'm looking for a happy ending bro like wow yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean it was okay you know like uh that's all so, right yeah so i was bummed i was bummed i was embarrassed because you know getting pinned is embarrassing you, you gotta know? get that guy's name and number and be like i'll see you in 20 years <laughs> when I'm 59, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I'll still be. You know, I don't know, but um. So then, uh, the next match, I, I don't know if I'll be doing anything at 59. I so I so I hope I'm still jumping rope, yeah. but um. So uh, then uh, the next match comes around, and at this point now I'm like I'm feeling better though because that first yeah. match was just it was overwhelming. You just gotta dude. get out of the way. I know. Huh? It was overwhelming, dude. All the training that went into it. And then to do it, and then I was, you know, I was nervous, and I was just, so I said, okay, man, this next match, I don't want to get humiliated. I want to go the distance. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this. Hold that thought. Yeah. I, I, I was listening to some uh, boxers at the gym that we go to, you know, the one in Northridge. Yeah. With Buddy McGirt, two-time world champion Buddy McGirt, and all these famous and popular boxers go there from, like, Chicago, from around the world, when they, they go there for training camp, and then they go back to their, you know, cities. But so you, I'm getting to meet all these boxing stars that come in, come through there, and um, and one of them, I overheard him say, uh, he said, uh, he goes, you know, my, he goes, my first like 16 or whatever, his first beginning pro fights, yeah. He goes, I, I, I learned right away, don't do them in my hometown because everybody comes out to support you, and then he goes, and especially when the bell rings, and let's say you get a couple of good like you know like good combos like jab jab right hook you know uppercut, and the crowd's like they go yeah knock him out. He goes, he said, he goes, I let that get to me. He goes, and then it didn't go the way I wanted to right away. And now, damn, I got like another two minutes to go. And it's like, yeah. <sighs> you're out of breath. He goes, so I learned to like, don't fight in my hometown for if I can help it. And then like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because everyone's going to support you and you're going to get, you're gonna, you know, no matter what they tell you, you, you can't drown them out because you get excited. Yeah. Well, I guess with experience, eventually you're like. I mean, I guess because I heard somebody else said that he goes, "No, it's experience." He goes, "No, I because I don't give a shit about the crowd." Yeah, <laughs> goes, let them think the fight's boring. I goes, "I'm gonna win this." You know, I'm not gonna yeah. like just get hyped up with the crowd. Yeah, the crowd's like, "Ooh, uh, my match ended too fast for the crowd to get into it, so I can't use that <laughs> as an excuse." But, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> 23 seconds in, they're like, "Ooh," they're like, "Fuck," he said. But it was like Con I mean, you were like Conor McGregor, and that guy was like. Uh, What's his name? Oh, the last dude that beat Connor? Yeah, the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah, Khabib. Khabib, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just didn't, you know, looking back at the match now, I would have done things different, but when you're in there and you're caught up. And yeah. So that was the first round, but you're like, okay, first so round. That's the first Second first round, match. so you yeah, had a little bit more time to and think about it. And then I seen it. my guy, man, I seen him win another match, so I thought, okay, well, at least that guy's- At least he's good. At least he's good, right? At least like, he's not like Darren Carter, you're the first guy I ever beat. <laughs> right, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, I saw him win another match. So you're like, all right, that's good, he won that yeah. guy. Yeah. So then- uh, um, Wait, tell, Just tell the audience, how far did that guy go? He went all the way to- He got third place in the tournament and the guy who beat him won the tournament and that guy was uh all college all-american wrestler I mean, so this is dude. so these guys are legit and who, who set up your opponent uh, is it just random i think they well i or think what do you they, think 
I don't know how they do it exactly. I think that they know, they have an idea who the people are, and some of them they don't know. They might not have known. I don't know. They just kind of. They might have been the, like, the big people they know, right? Like the All-American, everybody knew who he was. The yeah. guy who got second place, everybody knew who he was. And then this guy, I mean, um, you know, I don't know if he was known or not, but. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just kind of random. You know, you kind of get who you get. I mean, the top people, they, they probably know the first top two guys and they probably try to keep them for the finals i imagine yeah you know they don't want them to go against each other first round but like just schmucks like myself they probably just match them up with other people i don't know who this we don't guy know, is. yeah we don't know who these two guys are let them you know yeah, yeah let them let them go at it so um uh so then yeah so then my next match comes around and i actually watched my guy wrestle uh the match that he got beat and i thought he was pretty good because the guy he beat was uh, really good, and, I, and it was a pretty good one. So I, so I said, okay, I just want to go the distance. And uh, It's the eye of the tiger. <laughs> it's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> it really was for me, man. I just want to go distance. Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I don't got an Adrian, so that's a disadvantage there. You know, <laughs> I, I got Scooby, not Adrian. <laughs> Scooby. Got, I got a, I got a down, guy with Down <laughs> syndrome as my fucking coach, okay? So. Yeah. And you got... <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a love life. You have a Tinder and Bumble on your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Tinder, somebody swipe for me. <laughs> Let me know if I get another match. No, another wrestling match. A match on my profile. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so the match. So, so we, uh, you know, I got my, my, I'm there. I got Scooby. I got my friend Billy there. I go out to the center, shake hands, and. Um, second round. Yeah, the second this match, is my second say. match. Now, what this guy look like? Beard tattoos, also, or no? No, he he didn't have uh, he didn't look as as menacing. He looked he was he was tall, lanky, and uh, and uh, you know was he like also young? Yeah, he he's. Um, well, I found out later uh, uh, that he graduated in twenty fifteen high school, so he's like probably twenty two year old. Okay, and uh, so um, uh, we shake hands, and right away he shoots in on my leg. And uh, I sprawl out on him, and um, I have um, the one. I got a, I got a couple of things about me that I still are. I'm really vicious with, and one of them is called the cross face. That's where you you know they shoot in on you. You, you cross face them. You put your forearm across their face and try to crank their neck. Yeah, and uh, my cross face is still pretty vi- vicious. Yeah, and uh, uh, so right away, boom. Cross face. Now I'm, I'm feeling like myself. I'm feeling kind of good, right? Cross face him. Now you feel like you're like 33. Yeah, exactly. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling like well, 37. 37. But, yeah. but, but, but uh, and I put him. I have, a, I have him in a front headlock, which is the move I want to get everybody yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And but we go out of bounds, so we're back on neutral, no points. Okay. You're like that's my trick, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so we go. Yeah, exactly. So we go on neutral. No, no points. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, going out of bounds. That's my trick. And then uh, we go back. He shoots in on me again. Fend him off. We go back out of bounds. Back into the center. This time he gets he gets a takedown on me, right by out of bounds, and I kind of threw him over me. And we go back to the center, and then he scores two more takedowns on me, right? So now the score – but as the, but as this is going, I'm keeping looking at the clock. Okay, okay, we're down to two minutes left in the match. Okay, down to one. Mm. Finally, with the minute left, I shoot, and I almost score, but he stops me. We go out of bounds. We come back with about 30 seconds left. I, sh- I score a takedown on a single-leg takedown, mm. and I end the match laying on top of him, and time ran out. Well, to me, 
that was kind of a victory to have scored a takedown. I mean, you know, you yeah, want you yeah. want to win the match, but yeah. there's certain things you people need to be have a certain reality about life. Yeah. You know, and in my situation, scoring that takedown. You're like, at least I did something. I didn't just go out there and get pinned every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I went to distance, and, you know, I'm still upset I got pinned the first match. I can't – you just – Yeah. You're competitive. You don't want to get pinned. So then – so with that one, he won that – that guy won the second match. The guy – yeah, I lost So what happens when you lose one match and then you lose a second you, match? You can lose two matches and then you're out. <sighs> So so yeah. so then I was out of the tournament, but um, damn it! Too bad they didn't give you like some third bonus one. You know, I was thinking like I should have like because there was another guy who hadn't wrestled forever, but he was in the higher weight class. Mm. I feel I could have beat him, but he and I actually became friends. I didn't want to wrestle him because oh. he came to a couple of the practices I was at. And uh, what's his story? Is he a comic also? <laughs> With the midlife crisis, right, dude. The midlife crisis tournament, uh, <laughs> the tournament of broken dreams. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys do afterwards? Go eat a pizza, <laughs> share a pizza, and smoke some weed. You get this half, uh, I'll get that half. No. No, but um, but yeah, man. So I, you know, and I talked to the kid at, who who that that I wrestled second time, and uh, and it's funny because my coach um, was like. Um, I heard him talking, and he said, man, look, because I wasn't – after the end of the second match, I still had gumps. I had a lot of energy left. Mm. And the, the other guy, he was pant Like, he was uh, uh, catching his – you know. But yeah. he came at me real hard at the beginning of the match, and I just – my goal was simply to weather the storm to make it to four minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so if I, when I go back – because I'm going to do another tournament, and when I go back next time – uh, to wrestle another tournament, that's going to be my same thing. It's just to make it to distance and to. When's keep... the next? When's the next tournament? I got that you want to do. Well, see, right now they're doing a lot of these freestyle tournaments, and that's different rules. Where freestyle people get points for throwing. The tournament I did is called folk style. You don't really throw people, so I'm not. I don't like freestyle because. Somebody could fucking suplex me. Yeah. Sorry, man. I keep cussing. But, and you're, but you want to do the old folk style. What's it called? Folk style? Folk style. <laughs> yeah, I want to do old folk style. Wheelchair. Politely uh, <laughs> uh, stand on this walker, and then this other gentleman will arm wrestle you. Yeah, exactly. But I want to do another tournament, man, because um, I felt I, – I, it's weird because at the second match, I felt like, man, I kind of – like my moves were coming back to me, and uh, – I felt my conditioning was pretty. My conditioning was actually pretty good. I mean, you think you'll do this a year from now or longer? I want to do it before a year. A year I want to. I want to. I want to do two. I want to do like at least another tournament over the summer. Mm. So I'm gonna look at uh, tournaments can, to do. The one thing I will say, because I'm supportive, but yet at the same time, I don't want you to lose focus of why you're. I know. You know what I mean? Because, uh, dude, you've been in comedy Matthew, for comedy and Matthew McConaughey movies, and yeah. Tell them real quick. You you you've worked with Matthew McConaughey. You're a Matthew McConaughey lookalike. Well, I was a stand-in, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty awesome, uh, fun. I mean, that was a great job. Uh, and basically, I just had to mimic McConaughey all day, which, you know, everybody knows he's the easiest actor to mimic. You just walk around, all right, all right, all right, where do I stand? <laughs> and they just have you stand here and stand, stand there. Stand there, and yeah. And then uh, So I worked with him on a movie called Lincoln Lawyer. And then when I was on Lincoln Lawyer, um, at one point, uh, he, he, he and I got along really well, man. And at one point, he says to me, Hey man, I got another job for you. It's gonna be hot. Music video, 
and I'm thinking hot, like I'm a, like I'm thinking like music video, like oh, yeah. like hot like booty dancers or something, right? Uh, there's a pool scene, man. Yeah, and, uh, I can't be everywhere. Yeah, I can't be yeah. everywhere. Me... I'll be on one side. You have your shirt off, and <laughs> you're over there, and we'll do a quick pan. You be you have three girls around you, and you're like, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> exactly. So cut to what is it? Cut to he says, we're gonna dress you up like a gorilla. Have you walk around Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, and Venice Beach in September. Like I said, it's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Jamie Johnson video, by the way. If you guys yes. check it out, Jamie Johnson, uh, I forget the name of the song. Uh, what's it called again? Oh, L.A. or something? Yeah, Jamie Johnson. Uh, I forget Jamie Johnson, now, L.A. Yeah, and it's, uh, and the McConaughey, yeah. so... So okay, so I got so they dressed me up as they put me in a gorilla costume, right? And um, the first thing the gorilla does is he spins a sign, <laughs> like come like point this way to like a, yeah, yeah. a place, you know, and that's the gorilla's job. Sp- one of those sign spinners, you know, sign spinner, outside yeah. Outside of cell phone stores and whatnot. Yeah, and this was a, outside of a car place, and the guy runs out and and, and and even but in real life, so the gorilla gets fired from spinning the sign because he keeps dropping the sign. Yeah, but then McConaughey was getting on me because I couldn't spin the sign, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, hey man, you got to use your little monkey grips. Yeah. It's hard to do it though, right? Yeah, then, it's hard. And then plus you're in a costume, right? And then, um, and then after that, uh, <laughs> we're like going around. Now here's this crazy thing: McConaughey put on a mask, like this clown mask, to walk around Hollywood Boulevard so he wouldn't get noticed. Really? Yeah, and he and he yeah. did it at Venice, and then. And why did he do that? Like, was that on camera or just behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, he put on a mask so people wouldn't notice him. Oh wow! I wonder if there's like clowns out there, and that we see, and they're it's really Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Good. It could you know, be. Or other celebrities were like, "Hey, look at that silly clown over there." Meanwhile, it's like you know, yeah, it was such a weird thing to see, you know. And then, so I'm I'm walking around in this gorilla costume, all sweaty all day, you know. And then there comes a bar scene, and uh, in the bar scene. He says to me, he goes, all right, man, I'm going to put on a gorilla costume now because I know how the monkey dances. <laughs> I know how the monkey dances. And I'm like, okay, dude, whatever, right? Well, that, that video is called Playing the Part. Yeah, Playing the Part. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And um, and uh, so so McConaughey gets in the gorilla costume and he dances around, right? So then he, and, it, and mind you, September in L.A. is hot, the beginning of September. So it's like freaking 100 degrees out and then he's sweating and um and uh it's just the cost he gives me the costume back and it's all sweaty you know but i'm making 150 bucks so i don't care i'm happy and uh, i i put the costume back on and we go and do this video all over town and uh um then at the at the end of the music video The gorilla, so the gorilla goes around, he gets fired from his job, and everywhere he goes, he's getting rejected. And then the final scene, he's trying to get into the nightclub. Nobody will let him into the nightclub. And then at the very end of the uh, uh, video, McConaughey stands by Jamie Johnson. The gorilla stands by Jamie Johnson, and McConaughey takes his that monkey hat off, a uh, gorilla hat yeah. off, and it's McConaughey. But uh, 80% of the video, it was actually me. Uh, <laughs> getting sweaty and, wow uh, yeah that's cool so, man yeah so that was cool that was fun man and then uh so yeah so, so i'm telling you man don't lose sight of gigs like that yeah i mean that's true <laughs> but i mean the rest i'm, jo- I'm joking the, yeah I'm right joking. dude well i mean it was a good job but no nah, but you the, know what though 
it's it, what you did is like it's pretty cool that you're like this is my plans and we're gonna have a documentary we're gonna be able to see, see this. See, this is what's cool too yeah. is that the documentary that uh, Ishmael made. I can't wait to see it because yeah. he he told me that like some of the shots he it's the type of thing that a lot of things were coming natural. Like when I when I went to 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 do the second match, he told me that he got a shot that if it were like a scripted thing, it would have taken like ten takes to nail it, and it just naturally came out perfect. You know, like just right. So, um, what was it? What happened? So, basically, he, I noticed that he was behind me, but he's like doing kind of a circle. And he said that, you know, my friend Bill reached over to give give me five just in time for him to get by. And then I walk and, and walk onto the mat, and he still got me on, on camera. And then I walk all the way to the center of the mat, and we shake hands, and the ref blows the whistle. And it was all in one continuous take, nice. smooth. And uh, so it was kind of like a fortunate, lucky. Uh, That's because you're f almost forty and you move slow. <laughs> okay, well that could be, but yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. It's funny because I'm older than you, so it's like yeah, I'm like eh, <laughs> I understand, man. Yeah. But uh, dude, let me just tell you on the side note. And the reason I said that, I'm joking, but yeah. like, like uh, there were. There's these two Irish fighters at the boxing gym. I don't know if you've seen them. The Mc I think they're called the McKinnon brothers or something. They're like early 20s okay and they're they're really light and they each have six packs and they're like they probably fight at like 145 and like 140 or something okay. i don't know but um there was some footage their father was filming them hitting the bag and they're like so quick like lightning fast like da, da, da. and then they move around the bag like they're bobbing weaving da, da, da. and then there's there's footage of me i'm the i'm the third one there's the two of them going pop 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 lightning fast moving around moving around galloping around skipping around pop 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 and then I just kind of mosey up, saunter up like I'm their dad, like Popeye. Oh, where's the apricot bag? Punch, punch, punch. punch. And like, did you know that was going? On? I did not know that oh, was going on. That's I could, hilarious, dude. I, I looked at myself and I'm like, I am so slow. Like I'm just like, oh, oh, Shalyas, <laughs> take care yeah. of them, kids. <laughs> yeah. So, but after watching that footage, I'm like, I got to move around more. Like I've been practicing my bobbing and weaving and skipping yeah. around because. Jumping rope, dude, man, that's how it, like, that's the, I think jumping rope is so awesome. It's the man. best, right? That's probably yeah. the best thing I'm good at, you know, but I need to get even with my own, um, when I was at Lake Tahoe, it was like 7,000 feet above sea level, and dude, I'm, I was getting out of breath on stage, because I think they call it like anaerobic, because you're moving and talking at the same time, and you're not just like quietly moving around up there, you're, I'm trying to talk and carry a show. Yeah, I mean, you have a very animated and, set, so yeah. it does take a lot of energy, it's not like you just stand there and go from bit to bit. You you move around a lot, so yeah, I could see that happening. You know, you're back and forth and everything. So yeah. Well, yeah, thanks dude. for thanks for being on the Pocket Party podcast. Man, dude, and thanks for us... having me. I'm glad I got to tell this uh, story, dude. You know, I always ask the guests if they have any words of wisdom, things they've learned, and it seems like you're learning a lot. Like you know what I mean? Like Man, year by year, you know. The last six months, I mean, and uh, you're on my very guys. If you like Brian Swinehart, check him out on my very first episode called gratitude list and then you were on another episode i'm not sure the number but he's in there that was it said matthew august. mcconaughey brian swiner yeah back in august you uh had a little boating accident and yeah and lost a couple tips of your fingers yeah, lost my finger and you've bounced back and you've set goals and yeah man you know uh well you you mentioned earlier at lunch you uh i, I go go hang out at the end i like to to ask the guests if they have any words of wisdom and you said so, you made a little joke about don't date strippers or something. Well, yeah, is that a joke don't date strippers. Is that real or? <laughs> well, that's. I mean, yeah, that's real. Like, real, I mean, you know, like I've been distracted by a lot of uh, a lot of questionable uh, uh, ladies in my time, and then uh, you know, look back on my life, and I've wasted so much time with, 
you know, people who really weren't, uh, you know, I guess maybe a lot of people do, but, you know, I think back on, man, if I knew what now, what I knew then when I was in my twenties and first getting started in the business and distracted and going to the nightclubs and thinking all this, you know, and now I'm like, oh man, I'm hustling around and wish I had some of those hours back, you know? Um, so that's one thing is just, you know, kind of, but you know, you're young, you want to just have fun. You don't realize you're not really thinking in the future, you know? So, um, and, uh, to some extent that makes you who you are, I guess. But, uh, I feel like I wasted a lot of time with, uh, you know, people that aren't going to be there for you. I mean, so many of the people I started with in, in, when I came to California, I mean, I don't know where they're at now, you know, and then you make all this time for them and they're, they're not there, you know? Um, so that's one thing. And then, uh, you know, I guess another thing is like, no matter what, like do what you, you don't let people talk you out of things, you know, like, this time around, I wasn't going to be talked out of the tournament, you know. I think my mindset was weaker when I first thought about doing the tournament, but after everything. Because, man, I mean, because I, I, I was thinking, like, okay, I could get hurt because, you know, like, I'm still sore. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks, and I'm still my, – my elbow still hurts. But I thought, man, what would be more painful? Never doing another match and wondering, you know, or to actually get, you know – I mean, if you get, if I got hurt, I mean, you know, I'd come back or something. But, I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, get hurt or anything. But I think it would be more painful for me to, like, have never to have never wrestled this tournament again. Even though I didn't get the victory, it's like to have – I woke up today the first time being able to really think about it because it's been, like, I've had a busy uh, 10 days. Uh, and uh, That's really good that you that you took the the risk and you went for it. I mean, there's a lot of people that – they probably wonder. They're probably at their jobs, going, "Man, I used to play tennis in high school. I'd like to be in a tennis tournament again, or I used to, you yeah, know, whatever that thing is that they exactly. used to do." Go back, man. Life isn't over. Give yourself that shot. Well, you know? uh, man, what's crazy, Darren, is I yeah. forever I was having these reoccurring dreams of high school wrestling. Going back, and one day I woke up and I was literally crying. I, I woke up crying basically from the dream because I was like, "Man, I'll never wrestle again." That was like mm. three three years ago or something. Wow. And I was like, because that part of my life gone, right? But then, like, doing this tournament kind of brought it alive again, you know? Dude, I used to have reoccurring... This is weird that you said that, because I would have reoccurring dreams that I was on the swim team back in high school. And for some reason, I was just swimming with the the women on the... The whole dream was weird, because I was never on the swim team. In real life, you were never on the I'm, swim I'm team? I'm just joking. I was, oh, trying, okay. I was trying to make a joke, and it was oh, going okay. nowhere. <laughs> uh, maybe he was a swimmer. I mean... I <laughs> I was trying to do like some creepy sex dream. I don't know. Like, okay. Maybe I should have said college. But yeah. Like, yeah, back when I was in eighth grade, I used to look in the. Remember that? That was a, that was by the way that was a common movie plot, right? That um guys would become invisible and be able to go to the women's locker room. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen nowadays. No. Not in 2019. Oh yeah, ain't nothing positive happening nowadays, man. With these movies, <laughs> it's all garbage out there, man. Yeah. No, they'd make a movie of your life, but just cast it as a woman. Oh yeah, of course. All right, let's not get on there. <laughs> you're, not get, you're about to get me pissed off, dude. And but the second I said, hour. Oh, the be. second hour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they totally would make it, dude. A woman nowadays. Man, they, they want to butcher every good story. Well, I, I got something I could go into, but maybe I'll hold off. Save that Save that, that 
that anger for your next opponent. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you should do. You should put all your little anger into like a little box of mental, and then and then and then get yourself amped up right before you go after it. No, that probably doesn't work. That's probably like amateur hour to do that. Because I asked a boxer that once, like, oh, do you try to get mad at your opponent? And they they no, they just try to like because it takes so much energy. You gotta <laughs> yeah. like. Well, I remember it like my first match, I was all uh, over the place of so how to prepare and everything, and then I saw this kid who's um from my from my hometown. Uh, getting ready to wrestle his match and his dad is my friend and he used to coach me anyways uh long story boring i saw this kid warming up and all he was doing was just walking around kind of calm and i was like oh yeah that's how we do it it's it's almost like going to work yeah. you know what i'm saying you don't like need those, to, you like don't those, need to get all crazy or yeah anything. like the comedians are like let's do a lot of shots of jack daniels yeah, and start you don't shadow boxing you don't and need that yeah get, go, go up there and yell into the microphone laugh yeah. this is funny laugh yeah doesn't work that way. Don't work that way. You just be calm and, you know, have your mind set and focused and go out there and do it, you know? It's like the this great Russian fighter, Fedor Emelianenko, man. He was just, every time before he fought, man, he just had this blank look. Mm. You know, like just walking to work. And he'd go in there, he'd knock the dude out, and he'd walk out. And never brag, never nothing. Just, like, prepared. Mm. You know? Do you remember? Were there any like good wrestling quotes that you read or prepared for, or you'd see on the walls? And, yeah, you know, get you hyped up. The, my, well, my favorite one is uh, "The road to success is always under construction." Mm. I love that quote. "The road to success is always, always under, under construction. construction." You know, harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, for rest- I think Mark Twain might have been one of the people that was credited with that. Okay. One. Like, that, yeah. So you're always lucky. Well, the harder I work, it's kind of weird. The luckier I get. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, then uh, my one coach has one that says, uh, there'll come a time when uh, winter will ask what you did all summer because our tournaments, the big ones, are in the winter time. Mm-hmm. But the summer is when you train and do all the hard work to get ready for, for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... That's that's like a good one. And um, what was it again? The winter. The winter will the, ask. Yeah, there will come a time when the winter will ask what you did all summer. So if you mm. busted your ass all summer, when your big match comes in the winter, you'll be ready. But if you dicked off during the summer, and didn't put in the training time, yeah. you won't be ready when the winter comes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and for for Instagram models, it's the it's the opposite. Mm. There'll come a time when the summer. summer will ask what you did all winter. Are you ready for your bikini game, bitches? <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note, we'll leave. Thank you so much for enjoying the Pocket Party Podcast, guys. Once again, please hit that donate button, DarrenCarter.com slash donate. And where can people find you, Brian? Uh, Brian Swinehart, B-R-I-A-N-S-W-I-N-E-H-A-R-T on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. That's right. He's out there, man. Check out his podcast. Swine Time Podcast. You got it. Party starter. Yeah, baby. We're done with this interview. Well, look at you. You made it all the way through. Big shout out right now to sexy VIP Taylor, Sandy underscore Oates, Ellen Roberts, SX. Remember, like I said, anybody who tweets the top tweet gets the link out there, spreads the word on the Pocket Party Podcast, gets a shout out. And uh, or if they leave a review on iTunes, and these are the Twitter handles. So big shout out to Mike Bagak, Aliciousness underscore X underscore Joe Dungan, Rems, Awkward Cougar, Sam Tripoli, 
DJR Dreams with a Z. Awkward Cougar is uh she's really cool. I, I do shows with her all the time up in the Bay Area. Check her Awkward Cougar back to her. Uh down to Asinine underscore net underscore N Z. Shout out to New Zealand. Um and the last three are KP Hickerson, East Los O one, and Walnuts 169. Guys, I want to thank you for your support. Your undying and unwavering support of the Pocket Party Podcast, whether it's going to DarrenCarter.com, hitting that donate button, telling friends, spreading the word, going to the YouTube channel, hitting subscribe, sharing the videos, you know, all the all the good stuff. Uh, anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening, for supporting, and uh, let's do it again. Now, let me know. Should, do you like the idea that I do a solo podcast every now and then? Just me, no guests, just bonus round pocket party podcast just here we go like this throw out some premises talk about some things some motivation bah, bah, bah. let me know also what parts of the podcast have you liked in the past and uh, i will make a best of and that way you can show a friend hey check out this episode and it'll be like boom pieces of like five different episodes anyways all right now don't hurt nobody okay y'all don't hurt nobody and then when i leave the boxing gym be careful Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So be careful and don't hurt nobody, even yourself. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Everybody listen to Darren Carter. We all know he's the party starter. So if you want to listen to a podcast for free, then listen to The Pocket Party. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.